You ready, Nick? Let's do it. All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Wilson studio. Me and my main man, Nicholas, are ready to kick it up and kick it down. We got a fine one for y'all tonight. The evolution of the saddle game has been going and going, and now it's gone. We got the guys from Tethered on with us tonight, and I promise you're going to enjoy this one. Pull up a chair and sit a while. A hot dick on the eve of the NWTF. We're still talking deer hunting, my man. We are, and when this episode drops, it'll be long past the NWTF. People be thinking about turkeys and them saddles. Oh, they, hey, maybe you can figure out how to hang one of them saddles off the low end of the tree and make it a really elevated game. I don't, I don't want to give them no advantage looking them eye to eye. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. true. You don't want to get up off the ground for sure. Get down in the bushes. Well, I tell you what, we've been talking about this stuff for the last few months. It's really came into fruition for us when you and uh, Brandon went up to Illinois back in the fall. And Brandon had his new saddle hopes and he didn't have it yet and he was hoping to get one and you know we've really been discussing it and and what we wanted to do and if we wanted to try it and if it was something for us and the mobile hunting game in itself has just became the popular fad and these guys that, that we've got on with us tonight they've been in the game for a while and they really are taking it to the next level absolutely and and you know saddle's been around for a long time um it just kind of went out and now people are realizing hey i can move closer on this deer by hanging in this tree, absolutely. Let me buy one of these. Yeah, and the lightweight and game and public land movement, you know, that that became so popular. And I guess it's just become not necessarily a fad, but a trend. I mean, I, it is. I want to know anything and everything about one because I want to purchase one. And, and it's and it's you know, some people this is a big purchase. It, you know, it's and not everybody has that kind of money laying around, and when they purchase that, they want to know about it. So. Yeah, and I'm excited for tonight. I think this is going to be a great conversation. The gentleman that we've got coming on with us has been with Tethered for four years. He is a saddle hunter himself. He's an avid outdoorsman, fishes, hunts, just does everything that we like to do. I'm sure he's going to be able to give us the the ins and outs, the ups and downs of where saddles have came and where they're going next. And so without further ado, uh, Mr. Adrian, I'd like to welcome you to talk about it outdoors. Boys, I'm glad to be with you guys tonight, and I appreciate the invite. Hey, it was something that we uh, started popping around on on Instagram, and when you reached out to me, I think I stood in the back parking lot at work for 45 minutes. We had a conversation. I said, we got to quit talking. We got a show in itself (laughs) right here. Boys, when we get to talking hunting, saddles, fishing, it can can go on for days, so you're just going to have to cut me off at some point tonight. Well, I love the mantra that Tethered brings to the table. You know, you go to your website and it says, for saddle hunters, by saddle hunters, ultralight hunting redefined. And that whole scope of what it goes into saying that, it really means a lot to guys that are getting out and moving around. The public land movement, as we all know, has been the common talk in any circle that's going on. The Mobile Hunters United groups that are all over the uh, Facebook pages from saddle hunting and everything else. And now there's even trade shows and road shows that are coming around. So we're excited to have you here, and we're excited to learn you know, more about Tethered, where it came from, and where it's going next. Well, you know, it's... It, uh... Get, get asked this question quite often. Um, we, we were, the, the way we got started is uh, we were just a bunch of guys on a hunting forum. We just loved to, it was a, it was a saddle hunting forum and uh, just had a passion for it. And 
and you'd mentioned, I think Nick mentioned it earlier, you know, saddle hunting has been around 30, 40 years, but it's not been mainstream. Uh, it's come out a little bit from, uh, but it was short lived. And, you know, uh, we, we, as a, a group of guys, we didn't know each other. We were guys that knew each other on an online forum by this name or that name, you know, we have a screen name and, uh, molded into to friendships. And, uh, we were, uh, you know, bouncing ideas off each other's backs because a lot of the stuff we were doing was DIY and uh just a bunch of blue collar guys just every everyday guys that uh put some heads and uh ernie power and greg godfrey the owners uh kind of had this plan and, and vision and said you know we're saddle hunters we while we have a passion about this we have a passion for hunting and we feel like we can make a product because we are saddle hunters that is comfortable and and, and usable just anybody we that's that's how it started. That's awesome. Well, uh, I want you to tell everyone a little bit about yourself before we get into you know the tethered name and and where it's headed next. Sure. Uh, to, you know, tell everyone you know where you're from and because you are the representative for tethered in, in our minds because you're the guy that's that's on the show with us. So I want everyone to you know kind of be introduced to you. All right. So um, I'm just south of Nashville, Tennessee, raised raised in Nashville. I uh, I didn't grow up hunting. I grew up playing baseball, basketball, football, just uh, any sport you name it. And uh, but I was always an outdoorsman as far in my mind. Like I was hiking, I was fishing a little bit, uh, getting out in the woods. You know, playing playing with my friends out in the woods. I was just uh, playing in the creeks. You know, just growing up being a boy. And but I was not introduced or around the hunting uh, aspect of it. And uh, so anyway. I, uh, uh, I I was a high school teacher for 20 years, uh, coaching basket high school basketball coach. Uh, played a little played a little college ball, and that was kind of my thing. And uh, I was introduced to hunting uh, back in my late late 20s. And and I'm the type of, of person if I like something, I'm all in. And boys, I, I tell you, I went turkey hunting one morning. My buddy invited me, and uh, I was all in. And, uh, that's, that's, it's easy as that. Like he, uh, uh, killed one Turkey that season, the last day of season. And I probably hunted every day gum day just to, I loved it so much. I craved it. And then he's like, all right, we're going to get into, you know, archery season the next on the bow and practice all summer. And, uh, got up in the tree, in a tree stand, uh, that morning, uh, I'd never climbed. I was in an old metal summit climber and never been in one of those climbed up that first morning and shot a doe uh i mean it was under my tree it was nothing you know nothing special but for me i mean i just i just love the thrill of it and uh you know the idea of being able to uh eat my kill was just i mean just made it all the better and so i haven't looked back ever since and then uh i was introduced to saddle hunting about 10 years ago uh, with a buddy that like I hunt like 98% of the time on public land. I just don't, I don't have access to private lands. And, uh, so anyway, a buddy got into the, the saddle thing. He had a DIY saddle and, uh, introduced it to me. And then just, uh, the ease of, of the mobility and the, the, the weight loss from carrying 
not carrying a, a stand in the woods and the fact that I really liked being able to hide behind the tree basically. And, uh, I, I was all in, I was all in and it, I was, I was hesitant at first. But, uh, it just, it didn't look super comfortable, but I was wrong. And now that I've been doing it for 10 years, you know, anything new for a lot of people, there's questions, there's hesitations and, uh, skepticism and uh I, I think that's one of the things i see right now like oh i don't know about that they don't look comfortable my favorite part of working the show is when somebody sits in it the first time their eyes light up so uh, anyway i i've been doing it for 10 years and then uh that's that's what i was saying i got on the, that saddle hunting forum and met these uh, other other boys and uh had those friendships and then they started the company and brought me in to be a part of what they were doing and it, it's it's been a, a fun fun ride I uh uh God blessed me with uh being able to uh I never thought this but uh I don't teach anymore. I'm full time and tethered employee and uh I get to uh talk hunting and uh go hunting and I I can't beat that. Hey, there ain't nothing wrong with that brother. You there? <laughs> Did we lose him? I, okay, I'm here. I did. No, I, you, you guys, you guys there? Yeah, we got you now. Hello. <laughs> okay. Technical difficulties I, going on all around here. <laughs> I, I I I heard you start to say something, but I didn't hear hear what you said. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to ask you. You started hunting out of a saddle ten years ago. What were you using for climbing sticks back then? Because climbing sticks really weren't around, were they? Uh, they were actually, um, so, you know, the mobile hunting game was kind of taken off around then you had different brands, like the lone wolf had been around, you had the XOP game starting. Uh, my first, my first sticks were muddy pros. And, uh, those, if you're familiar or not familiar, those were, uh, sticks that folded and, uh, they stacked on top of each other. And those sticks were heavy as all get out. They were yeah, weighed about seventeen they pounds. Were some of the heaviest. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, they they sure did. But I was carrying five of them. I was carrying five of them, and uh, at the time, and I was actually carrying a lock on. And then when I got my saddle, I mean, it just made sense just to carry the sticks and the saddle, and and that seemed super light to me from what I was doing. Uh, uh, those were awesome sticks outside of the weight. And, uh, so, yeah, I was using those, uh, for a period of time I was using what, uh, wild edge, uh, um, it, it's, how do I describe that? Uh, they still make wild edge steps. They, they are, you cammed them over, uh, under the tree. They were, they're very compact and, and decently lightweight, but, uh, some fiddle factor in messing with those. And then, uh, I had some, you know, Lone Wolf made some sticks there for a while. And it's it's crazy how much uh, the hunting uh, game has changed as far as lightweight and mobile uh, access. And so, yeah, I was, you know, I was happy to carry that stuff compared to a 25-plus uh, pound climber or lock-on in sticks. And then your backpack and all the accessories you're taking with you. So it's just it's amazing where where we are in the last ten years, even even in the last few years. 
Yeah, it's came a long ways. I mean, even these – I got some sticks this year, and I used them separated sticks with a lock-on kind of like you. But I'm looking to get into the saddle game. What – I'm a bigger guy. I'm 260. What do you recommend okay. best for me? I mean, what? I mean, I'm sure you get the. Well, I'm a big guy. I don't know about being in there. What's what is yeah. your, what do you? What's your answer for that? Well, it, it's it's. I'm going to answer you, but it's it's going to be it's going to sound a little bit vague, maybe. Um, I'll, I'll say this: what's comfortable <laughs> for me for me may may be different for you. Like, let's say I'm two sixty. I'm I'm six five two twenty, and uh, so. If, if let's just say I'm your size, everything we might like different things. It's just like uh, uh, your your truck. You know, I might drive one brand of truck and you drive another because it just suits you better. Or it's more comfortable or whatever. That's the cool thing about saddle hunting is you, everything you can change so many things up. But now here's here's the answer to your question. My recommendation to you would be um, I, I'd kind of you this on the podcast but i'd ask you what size waist you wear you have and uh uh but i would say probably go with a phantom xl saddle that that that, that tethered and uh i'd go we, we've got some really really nice sticks i'm really excited about we've got uh skeletors which uh they come in a four pack and they are i think they're the best all-around stick on the market at a great price point and, and I'm not pushing that. I'm just saying that because I'm excited about that product because I use it. And what it is is uh, they, they stack uh, on top of each other, like very slim line. And then the fact that they're so, the, they're so far off the tree, you get a lot of mobility to be able to, to, to step on the, the steps there. And I, I just, uh, the way they attach to the tree, uh, we have, uh, they come with Amsteel rope. And, uh, the locking system is we call our, our uh, or and it's like an old boat cleat. You know what I'm saying? If you take a boat cleat and you kind of wrap the rope around it, and those things are rock solid. Um, that's just it, the initial setup that I think would be uh, uh, suit you nicely is what I'd go with. Do you think there's – because I, I haven't saw uh, saddle brand in like a Cabela's or something. I, I say Cabela's because it's close to us. Do you think that sure, sure. Lim- limits people from going out to be able to purchase one because they can't touch it, feel it, look at it, and they have to go to a trade show? Uh, yeah, definitely. And that's uh, – uh, we have recently got into the retail market. You know, we were uh, – for the last four years, we've been direct-to-consumer. and uh, But at the end of the day, there's different things that hold you back, uh, you know, uh, not everybody is is looking on the internet at this stuff. Not everybody has that access. But then, like myself, you know, like a lot of people, I want to touch it. I want to put right. it on. I want to see it, and I want to know what I'm buying because I'm stingy with my money. And uh, if I don't know about it or don't understand it or can't put put hands on it, um, you know, that that makes it more difficult for me. And, and putting any kind of money, I don't care if it's ten dollars. I, I just kind of I'm doing what I'm getting before I put that money towards anything. So um, we we have recently started going retail. We're not doing big box. We're doing more archery shops and local sporting goods and stuff like that. And we're just now 
this in the 2022 year, uh, starting that off and uh, that side of things. So I'm really excited about it because I've I've, I've reached out and to, to people and met a lot of people that are saying kind of you know what you're you're questioning me on here is a lot of people you know. I'm a blue collar guy too. You know, I'm not complaining about my profession because I was a school teacher. I chose that, but I'm not making a killing. So my money uh, for me had to go to something I believed in and, and kind of understood before I, I would make that call. So uh, being able to be in those shops, I think is going to be really, really uh, nice for the people looking to make that purchase and, and for tethered as well. The biggest thing that I've seen Tether do is the marketing. You know, a lot of these companies, they spend the time just on the forums and things like that, and they get the click fanboy, I hate to put it that way, following with them. And it seems to me that Tethered has moved into more of a mainstream focus. And do you think it's helping or hurting you guys in in that aspect when you're going mainstream? And, And I know you said you're not going box store stuff, but you're going more into the archery shops and stuff like that. Does it, does it help or hurt the brand? Well, I mean, we're fixing to find that out, for, you know, from long for over time here. But, you know, we, we want to have something. Here's the deal. At the end of the day, we're hunters first. We're promoting hunting and a love and a passion for hunting. And uh, we are never going to badmouth this company or that company. There's a lot of good companies out there in the mobile game and the saddle game. We feel strongly about what we have because we have been saddle hunting for so long and we are making our own products or designing our own products, I guess. So, um, you know, ha- there's a want uh, for that. And we've seen that and people reach out all the time. So to help with that, we have, we feel like a need to market, to, to expose what we, we have. And uh, again, this is a passion. You know, this is a love of hunting in general. Uh, uh, to, to get that out there. And it's like, like, like I said, we're not going to speak ill or ugly against a tree stand or, you know, we'll joke around. I mean, but, uh, uh, outwardly, but there, here's the, at the end of the day, the saddle is a tool. If you have a toolbox with many tools on it, in it, you're going to use some more than others, but at some point you're going to use them all. And that's how, how we look at it. My favorite tool happens to be my saddle. Does that mean I won't ever sit in a tree stand? No. If, if, if at the end of the day, I want to kill something. That's my passion. I love the, the, the fact that I have a chance or get a chance to maybe outsmart game and kill something. Do whatever means necessary within the legal laws to, to get that done. I think that's the difference, and, and you hit right on the point that I wanted you to, that Tethered is a company built by hunters for hunters. It's not a company that, uh, or, or surrounding group of executives sitting in an office saying oh yeah that'll work great you guys are actually going out and testing this equipment months if not years before it ever hits the mainstream market and just like you said with the skeletor sticks i know for a fact those hit test individuals hands eight ten months i saw it on the saddle forums you know people talking about them and what's coming and y'all you guys put them out there for people to test before you ever go to the market with it and i think that's the difference not necessarily in other companies, because like you said, there's a lot of great saddle companies out there, but what you guys are doing is putting the products in people's hands and saying, go test it, go beat the hell out of it, go try it out, tell me what you think before you ever bring it to people's you know, public attention. 
Yeah, definitely. You know, we, we, we tried to put them in people's hands and, and, uh, you know, we, we want to hear, we construct the feedback, you know, we, we are not perfect by any means. And, and, uh, if there's a, if there's something in there that's not going to be good long-term, we want to know about it because, you know, there's a tethered name on it. Sure. But like, we are tethered, like the, all these guys come up with these ideas and it reflects on us as people. And at the end of the day, we are saddle hunters. We, we, um, again, we were, we're all average guys that, that have a passion for this. And, and these are things that we are using with the intent to, to be better hunters or to put us or make it more comfortable in a hunting situation. It's not about, um, dollar signs or anything like that. These are things that we are using. It's not like, uh, like you said, it's not, and not to put down like a big box store, I'm using this as an example, but you know, there's a lot of products in those places that it's just there for, for a money grab. And at the end of the day, we're using our product. Uh, we, we believe in it. And if it's not right, we want to make it right. And, and because that's just who we are. Hey, Adrian talking about, um, have you guys updated the website on these stores that you'll be in yet? So the listeners can go, See if they have something close to their themselves. To my, to my knowledge, that is, has not taken place. So we are just now, like I just got back from a retail show uh, that in Dallas, Fort Worth. This is a new a new area for us. For the most part, we had like a handful at most uh, last year, and it, it took really, really well. And we found that uh, a lot of people um, like the fact that they get hands on stuff. So we've made a point to get out. And so, so for example, at the show I was at this weekend, we got people from all over the country, uh, from archery shops, outdoor uh, shops of some form or fashion. And a lot of these guys, you know, they're like, we've heard your name. We don't know anything about this, but we just know that, uh, our clientele is asking for it. And so um, we think it's going to be a, a really good thing for us. We, we, we really do because there's, there's a demand for it. We've seen it the last four years and from, from direct to consumers. And uh, again, we want to put a love for what we have uh, in our passion and give everybody a chance to, to, to have that. And that's kind of what we're doing. I think that's a big, big move and a big, bold move you guys are making that's going to, it's going to reflect very well when you put the product in the hand of knowledgeable individuals that can explain, this is what this does. This is why you use it this way, because I'll be the first to admit you get on some of these saddle hunting pages. It is a confusing, convoluted market of nothing but argument and this is better than this because of this. And you and I had that conversation, Adrian, that it it's almost disheartening at times to watch these saddle guys go at it because they're yeah. their own worst enemy. I mean, there's, I've said it time and time again, there's fanboys in every click and every fad that's out there, whether it's fishing, turkey hunting, deer hunting, but saddle hunting has got to be the absolute worst. When people get passionate about one brand, it don't matter if it's the worst one out there. 
they're going to back it if they believe in it, and they're going to misinform others <laughs> time and time that's again. That's just like he just said, though. I mean, if you're a Ford guy, you're going to bash that Chevrolet that's no right. matter how that's good that right. thing runs that's up right. down the road. Yeah. But when you get on there and read these, oh, these you, saddle guys, they're, they're it is it is crazy. I mean, it is a whole other level of bashing. Oh, it's it's and, and that's the thing. So when I was I, I did the social media stuff for two years for Tethered. I'm not doing that anymore. But that was I'd have people coming to me like asking me these questions, and they said they'd come confused as all get out because they've they've heard so much from this person or that person and and we really don't want it to be like that like we want to give an opinion or or feedback but we don't we don't want to be pushy we love what we have we know what we have we want but but at the end of the day it's about the camaraderie and being hunt uh, an outdoorsman and a hunter first and then promote saddle hunting in general um it, it yeah it's i try I, I try not to get on the social media because of the bickering like i just that's just not me like I, i'm not i just don't want to spend time but for a new person coming to this and wanting to do it i can't imagine uh what it's like for them because i'm seeing it as someone that's done it for a while now and it can be super super confusing but like i said at the end of the day uh, we, we're hunters first and, and we want to share a passion. It's like this, like, I don't want to push my product on you. Uh, and it's not my product, but the tether product, but I don't want to push that on you. Um, and, and, and to, to say, this is the very, very best of it. Like it, it's a subjective thing. Um, what I like, you might not like, and, and we, we, we just joked about it Ford versus Chevy. And then, then, uh, they get to bickering and this, and this is the best. Everybody likes something different, and but at the end of the day, we're not helping the the hunting community. We already have it rough enough, you know, with you know anti-hunters fussing, and then uh, you know the loss of public lands to, to for this and that. You know, we we we've got to bond together, and and uh, you know we can agree to disagree. Uh, you know, I used to get not like to get on Facebook because all the political mess and. And then now with the saddle hunters, I'm like, my goodness, it's tough. So as a new person, I just want to give honest opinions and I and not push anything. I, uh, you know, I'm happy. I, okay. I have guys a lot of the time that, that I'll meet, they'll come up and they'll say, well, I'm not, I, I have a saddle, but it's not a tethered saddle. And they want to explain to me like, or kind of apologize. I'm like, no, I'm dude. I, I'm not going to judge you. It's just like deer hunting. Some people shoot big deer, big bucks. Some shoot smaller bucks. As long as it's legal, do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to make fun of you. You know, it, it, we're all individuals here, and we all have a goal that we have a passion for the outdoors. Let's just let's focus on that. That's right. Yeah, and I and I love that mantra. That's you know we we speak of that a lot. Any legal means necessary. There's people arguing over crossbows, over rifles, over longbows, over compound bows, sure. over you know any any kind of aspect out there. And uh, I think it's it's key for everyone to remember. You got to find something that you like to use. And but the thing that I, I like best about what you guys bring to the table, and I'll, I'll say it again, you are outdoorsmen. You are hunters. You are you know you've lived it. 
so you can preach to it and you can speak intelligently on why this product works. Not necessarily why it works better or necessarily why it's any different than another company. Your product works. And I, I know the, there's there's if you've been in the social media side of it, when you guys drop those uh, Skeletor sticks, how how did you handle that? And when everyone was like, well, it's just a, a remade Hawk stick. You know, that was the one comment well, that I saw over and over and over again. And I, I, that had to be the one that drove you guys craziest the most. Well, you know, it, it, it's like a grain of salt. You know, you just, the first thing that, that people missed out on was we made a video right when we released them and said, hey, and they're not hawk sticks. We actually, we, we said this in the video and I used to actually have these sticks. There was a, a stick or a company called Leverage. That's right. And we put out a video that said, hey, we took some ideas from Leverage. Leverage Leverage shut down years ago, but they were a popular stick. And we really liked a lot of those things from that stick. And then uh, I can't say this for sure, but I think Hawk kind of took some things from Leverage uh, and made their Hawk stick. And so... We said this again in a video that, hey, we got a lot of great ideas from Leverage and we wanted to have something similar, but put our flair on it and make it better. Um, there's, there's, so we, we kind of, well, we didn't kind of, we basically said we got some ideas from Leverage. Like we're going to give credit where credit's due. It's not like we stepped back and said, we made up all this ourselves. No, because I'm going to tell you, I used the leverage sticks myself for, for years. That's what I was using. Like uh, when Nick asked me earlier what I was using, I started with Muddy and went to went to some Wild Edge and then I found the leverage sticks and then they went out of business uh, back in, or I, I want to say around 2012-ish. And, uh, but they were, you know, a lot of them still floating around. And uh, we thought, you know, there's there, it's a good stick, but we can make this thing better um and, and you know there's a, a lot of products like that in general though there's a lot of you know people that make one thing and and that gives you uh, another company get, gets an idea from it and and uh takes it and makes it even better and that's what we feel like we've done with the leverage stick so if, if anybody says anything about hulk it has nothing to do with hulk that's just what's out been out the last few years we took a lot from the leverage stick and then capitalized and made it uh, a much better stick. And that's why I said earlier, I think the leverage sticks are for the price point, the best, you know, when you start weighing the pros and cons, you know, again, we can sit here and argue if this stick is that or, or that company stick is better. There's a lot of fine ones out there, but for me personally, the lever, or the, excuse me, the Skeletors are up and down a money, money stick for, for anybody, I would say. Yeah, and I, and I love that response to it because you didn't dodge the question in any way, shape, or form. And that's that's another thing. Any of the pro staff guys out there, they don't argue uh, on what something is. They just flat tell you why it works, why this saddle works, why this stick works. And just like you just did there, you gave credit where credit is due, but you also explained why these sticks work. And what they're, you know, what they're improved upon, and what's moving. And I mean, you can look at the stuff. Any of the any of the products that you guys put out, it's quality, and it's not 
it's not without saying that everything in the saddle game at some point is taken from some other idea. You can only set your ass in so many different seats before all seats look the same. I mean, you, you can build a chair, and that chair could look just like every other chair. It's got four legs and a back and a, <laughs> and a butt part on it. It's still a chair at the end of the day, just like what saddles are. So you just find these little nuances that improve upon, and you guys do that by trial and error. So you know, I, I, I love it. Yeah, and that- – and and that's the thing, you know, I, I would, I don't have a percentage to tell you, but I'd say a, a high, I mean, we're, Tethered's the one that kind of, this is kind of patting ourselves on the back, I guess, but I'm proud of it. You know, we, we, we started, uh, the saddle hunting, uh, I mean, it's been around 30, 40 years, but we kind of brought it back to life and, uh, with, with our thoughts and, and ideas. Now, does that, I mean, saddle hunting came from somewhere though. So yeah, we got some ideas from other places. But we have tried to be uh, very thought out in making a product that we liked, uh, that that we were proud of, and then and share that with others. Again, does that mean? I mean, does that mean we never got an idea from another thing in our life? No, not at all. And 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 nobody is trying to claim that. Hey, these are all our ideas. Uh, you know, it's never been done before. That's not the case. You know. We had uh, we had a mold uh, of a saddle from 30 to 40 years ago in our minds and said, okay, this is a great idea, um, but it never took off. Why? What were, what were the negatives about it? And then we took that idea and made it into something feasible and usable and comfortable for today's hunters. You know, if it was, if it was that good 30 or 40 years ago, why isn't everybody doing it? So, yeah, we got the idea from from stuff like that, but um, at the end of the day, we we really like to be, uh, and it's not when I say this word like very creative, but you know we we got the idea from from somebody else uh, in some form or fashion. Or but there's little things like you know you made the comment earlier, like one of the comments we're probably tired of is it's just a copy of the hawk stick, like. There anybody that know like anybody that's been around the, the the saddle world or the mobile world for a little while can look and see that there's been some major changes here. Now you might look at it from uh, cosmetically when you were talking about your the, the chair a while ago. Cosmetically, outwardly looking, but if you really look at it or you get your hands on it, you will a hundred percent say, "Oh, that's totally different. That's not the same thing." It might look similar, just like. You know, Nick and I were talking about the Chevy versus Ford thing. They're they're all trucks. They have a truck bed. They're they're exactly the same. No, there's some major differences there. That's right. Yeah, and I think that's that's the cool thing about it. As you move uh, along, there's going to be things that come out over the next year from multiple different companies that you're going to look at and you're going to say, "Holy cow! Why didn't we think of that?" And that goes with anything. I mean, that looks you can. That's been happening since the dawn of time, or <laughs> people started inventing stuff. Like, man, why didn't I think of that? But moving from the saddle and the sticks to the platform piece, tell me about what you know the new things are coming from from the platforms because that's that's the big thing people want to talk about now is what platforms are out there and what makes them better. So, so what's Tether doing on the platform side? So uh, this past January, we just released a, a teaser of our, we're coming out with a carbon fiber platform. Um, and it's going to 
so right now we have two platforms. We have the Predator and the Predator XL. The XL is uh, about 40% larger than our original Predator. The difference in uh, other than that is the weight. Um, the XL is, uh, I want to say, four-ish pounds, and the regular Predator is around three pounds. Well, the, the, the carbon fiber platform, it's going to be the bigger foot platform like the XL, but it's going to weigh as much as the regular Predator. And we're, we're, we're really excited about that. Um, we're, we're putting some extensive testing in. We're basically taking it and, and to a certified place and beating the, the, the tar out of it because we want to see fail points and safety and all this sort of stuff. Uh, we want to have, again, anything we make is, it's because we want, it's something we're going to use. We want to have the best quality, uh, and it's something that's going to be usable for us. And, and once we, we get that figured out and, and are happy with it, you know, we bring it to the market, uh, if we think it's something that, that people are going to want. And so we're looking at dropping that, uh, sometime this summer. Nice. And that's been a buzz about on a lot of forums and stuff. People's been talking, you know, through those things and seeing what's coming with it. So thanks. Thanks for touching on that, Adrian. I was excited to hear about that one. Well, here's the cool thing. If you think about it, um, there's some, it's going to be lighter. Uh, and, uh, the, the two things I'm excited about, it's not like when I'm sitting at my, my platform now that I'm making any noise, but if it does, it's, it, you know, if it hits something, it's going to cling. Uh, but my favorite thing is, uh, I'm going to be in the woods all the time as much as I can be, but if I'm not having fun and if it's not comfortable, that, that makes my hunt shorter. And for me, that's going to be cold feet. Cold feet will ruin a hunt and make me get out of the woods faster. And if you think about it, instead of being metal that transfer that cold to your feet, it's carbon fiber. It's not going to do that. So I'm stoked about that. Nice. Hey, Adrian, um, talking, staying on equipment, have you guys put out a backpack and I'm asking this for myself, that'll hold the platform sticks and camera equipment. We, we have not. That's been in the discussions and uh, drawing boards for a while now. And uh, there's so many factors that come to that. We've looked in a lot of different avenues. And uh, we don't – I can't say that we for sure have something right now, but that's definitely something that's been on our mind from the beginning and uh it's just it's been a little bit longer go because we again we're picky you know we're not just going to throw something out there you know there's some there's a ton of backpacks really quality backpacks just in general i'm not speaking of just for saddling but just in general and then there's a lot out there that that are not made you know material is not as good you know because I know my backpack I'm using right now. I use an Everly stock X2. That's my backpack of choice for saddle hunting. Uh, it's a frame pack. It's a little bit heavier. It's not for everybody, but it suits me, but I beat the tar out of that thing and it's held up in every which way. We don't want to have some kind of cheap material, cheaply made backpack. And we want it to, we want the, we kind of have the idea of having the backpack of all backpacks for saddle hunting. 
uh, if and when we do release something like that, we want it to be something that stands out that, that we would use ourselves and put it through the paces. And we just have not uh, come up with that combination as of yet. But I promise you that's probably a to-be-continued thing because eventually that's going to happen. I look at so many backpacks online, and, and I'm sure a lot of other people do, and it, and it seems like – I mean, you can find a backpack that will hold your stuff. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like there's nothing sure. equipped to put a platform, put your sticks on, and then put whatever camera equipment you're toting. And that's just for self-filming with one backpack. Now, I know some people tote multiple things, but I just cannot seem to find that one thing to get it all on there. And I think well, the platform is really I, what's holding it up. Well, I, I tend to pack more than the average saddle hunter. <laughs> I, I try. I tend to uh, – I do. I tend to uh, – I want to be prepared for any situation. And the, the thing is – I may hunt uh, 70 days out of, the, out of the year and carry all this stuff, but only use one or two of those items once or twice. But I'm the type that if, if I didn't put it in my bag, it would it'd be in my head and be like, oh, I'm going to need that. And, and it might be excessive, but uh, my recommendation for you, uh, if you, I'm not sure if you've looked at them, but I'm, I'm just, again, this is me, but it's the Everly Stock X2 because I can put – all my sticks on each side, I can put my platform in it. And because I hunt so much public land uh, really deep, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm for sure not dragging a big old deer out there. If I get lucky to shoot a big old deer or if it's a doe, I'm not dragging. I'm not, I'm going to clean that, that, that sucker up in the field and I can put all this on that pack. So, for you talking about camera equipment, I have I don't self film at all. I just it's, it's not for me. But there's plenty of room for for those types of uh, things and accessories. So look into that and do a little research if you if if, if, if you're not familiar with it. Um, but uh, I, I really highly recommend that pack. Real quick, what for the listeners? What do you think your pack weighs with sticks, platform, and you don't have to include – well, I guess you include the backpack because you're going to need something durable to tote that stuff in. So when I'm walking into the woods, whether it's early season or late season, that's the pack I'm using, and uh, the only thing I'm carrying is my bow. I'm going to say that I've got about uh, – uh, again, this is a frame pack, so it's probably four-something pounds. I'm going to say that I've, I'm carrying – again, this is heavier – than most of the saddle hunters is they prefer to be a little bit more lightweight. I'm going to say, give or take 16 pounds. No, I wouldn't say any more than that. Okay. Um, if I were to purchase a saddle or anybody listening or anybody purchase a saddle, what is the life of that or how often should you replace that? Or is there certain parts of it that you replace or can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. Uh, I haven't found that uh, to be a, a problem whatsoever. It, it, it goes, you know, all safety equipment, all hunting equipment, you know, obviously examine, uh, check on it peri- periodically, but uh, we don't, we're, we're, we're not using it every single day. And uh, uh, so it's not one of those things that is wearing out. Like I still have a saddle. No, I haven't used it in the last couple, couple of few years, but uh I have a saddle that I had 10 years ago that uh, um, I, I could use today 
that uh, I've uh, I've looked it over and it's fine. Like I, it's not going to wear out as much as we we use these things. Now, does that mean that uh, uh, you know, like anything else, there's different products that 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 might not have been done correctly or they found a, a flaw in it? Um, yeah, you check your equipment, but I don't see it being a problem where you have to worry about a time frame of use. I think what I was what I was meaning by that is like if you buy HHA um, harness, it usually typically has a tag on there and it'll give you an expiration date of when you should replace that. Does these saddles have any? Yeah, no. We okay. No, sir. No, okay. We have a we have like a born on date and when it when it came uh, about, but there's no expiration on it. And most people probably don't even know that their safety harnesses have a, a date. Did I say that wrong? You said HHA. I oh, was like, I? what replaces uh, on the side? Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> well, and, you know, that's an interesting question you asked, but but going back to, like, if you buy a saddle package from Tethered, you have ropes that you need to check. You have, you know, your, your carabiners. You have multiple facets to that saddle, not just what you're wearing, that you need to be mindful of. Like you said, the safety equipment portion of it. You need to make sure you're – don't have frays, you don't have chips. And I see a lot of posts about, hey, is this safe to use? If you have to question yeah. if yep. it's safe to use, throw it away and spend 25 bucks. I mean, because it's a hell of a lot better than a broke back or yeah. dead. That's right. Well, one of the biggest questions that we get uh, is, so our bridge is an Amstel bridge. And uh, with the Amstel, uh, Amstel in general, there is, it's called the berry. Usually it's a white piece. It's the, the, the strength of the, uh, of the ropes there. And it, it will poke through the sheath of the outer layer that has nothing, uh, that's going to not hurt anything. It, the strength is all still there. Um, it's just a material poking through, uh, that, that outward shell. It does not do anything to the strength uh, of the the rope uh, or bridge or anything like that. It's perfectly fine. Now, that's just poking through. Now, if if anything is cut, yeah, you want to look at that uh, for sure. Um, but uh, anything just poking through our Amstel and any Amstel for that, like it's going to happen at some point. It might happen in, in your second fit. It might happen two years from now, but eventually, just with the use of it, um, some of that uh, it's, again, it's called the bear, the berry, b u r y. It's going to poke through, but that has nothing to do with the structure or the strength that's going to uh, potentially break or, or fail you. Awesome, yeah, and that's great information for people to know because they can, you know, you can get conflicting information on any of this stuff, but. Like I go back to, if you question it in a way that it makes you feel unsafe, spend the money and replace it. Yeah, peace of mind. Peace of mind goes a long way. So, you know, if that's something that's going to bother you, take care of it. Otherwise, it's it's going to stress you out. You're not going to be as efficient in the woods if you're worrying about other things when your 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 focus is to go in there and kill something. And and I know you. We can't cover everything on this podcast, of course, Adrian. But you guys, you guys have a lot of videos on YouTube that kind of walk you through stuff, too. Correct? Yeah, and that's 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 another cool thing that I love about Tethered. That you know, we we try to put out how-to videos. As a matter of fact, if there's some products that we we have come out with that that we do, hey, there's a DIY on this too. If you don't want to buy it from us, we'll show you how to make it. And uh, 
I love that. I mean, because we have the DIY background. That's how we started. And so there's a lot of informative videos out there uh, for information or DIY. Do you guys sell the, uh, what's that attachment that Brandon bought? Sorry, I'm thinking Mad about Rock. No, what's the, you know, um, you got your lineman rope around the tree, Adrian, and you take your one hand and pull uh-huh. it. What's that, what's that thing called? You pick one oh. hand. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 the rope man. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have those. That's for that's the rope man one, and that's for uh, ropes that are uh, ten to thirteen millimeters. And then we have uh, an eight millimeter rope, which is uh, obviously thinner. It weighs a little bit less, and for that we are using what is called the Kong duck. It's the same same type of uh, mechanical uh, device you know people that uh, you know get into the saddle our our ropes come with uh, Prusik knots on there which which are work just fine they're they they do their job they're they're safety safe but uh, if if anybody is looking into and new to it it's not the the, the rope man or the Kong duck are not must-haves but I really believe those are a want that that's a really big plus like they make your life easier because Prusik knots they don't move as smoothly and as cleanly now they they are safe and all the way around but having that rope man uh, that's what i use and uh, it just makes every my life a whole lot easier that's exactly right because if you if you use a, a Prusik knot it basically takes two hands so if you have a lineman rope that usually typically comes with Correct. your safety harness most people know what we're talking about. It usually takes two hands. So if you get 15, 20 feet in the tree and you're hanging a lock on or something and you're trying to do it with both hands or do it, try to put one part in your mouth and pull it, um, this is just all done by one hand. And, and yeah, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people talk to me about this, getting into this, that what do they need? What do they not need? And, you know, for, for first or new, new people getting into it, um, you know, if you don't have the money, don't get that. But if you have the money, I would suggest that you get it. Like it's just, it's just makes your life in the tree that much easier. I use one on my, my lineman's, uh, uh, belt rope. And then I use one on my tree tether as well. Is, is there anything else that you would give the, um, that you would leave the listeners with that we haven't covered just kind of basic about the saddle game? Um, yeah, good question. So I'll say this. I, I, I love the saddle for me. I think most people, um, I think most people, once they understand how it works, and, and, and when I say that, it makes it sound like it's something super hard. It's not. But just understand all the little nuances of it uh, and how, how you can adjust things. I think most people will like it. Now, I'll say this. Is it for everybody? No. It's just not. I mean, and so but i would highly suggest uh if if you are new to it give it give it a year of playing with it like actually putting time and actually hunting out of it practicing in the backyard and doing this and that because it took me a few years uh i was comfortable but then every year it seems like i would play with something else and figure out oh this is this is a lot nicer you know i i but i didn't know any better because there wasn't a lot of people out there doing it. And that's why I was on that saddle hunting forum when I started. 
So uh, I would I would highly suggest that uh, you, you go out and give it some time. Anything new to a lot of people, not everybody catches on. That doesn't make them dumb or anything like that. They just might not know any better. So um, I'm I'm happy to answer questions if anybody wants to ever uh, reach out to me. I'd be happy to give them uh, my thoughts and the best of my ability. And a lot of the time, if someone reaches out to me and they're like, they'll tell me they're uncomfortable here or there. And a lot of the time, because I've gone through that, I can walk them through some things to do uh, and then they're, they're in love with it. And so um, any listeners out there, uh, if you wanted to reach out to me, uh, Instagram is kind of where I spend a lot of my time on social media. So, uh, I go by uh, Big A Sports, B-I-G-A-S-P-O-R-T-S. Shoot me a message. I'll be happy. I, I, I get back to everybody. Um, but I think just putting time and getting comfortable with your equipment and understanding how it works uh, it goes, uh, goes a long way. I, I think that uh, because I've heard guys say, you know, I've had it for two weeks. It's not comfortable. Um, you know, it was comfortable for me right from the beginning. Everybody's body is different though. So they might have different pressure points. It's kind of, I, I, I kind of look at it like this. You ever uh, had to go stay in a hotel room overnight and that bed, just your back hurt the next morning, just didn't feel right. Cause it sat different than what you were used to. And that's the same thing with saddles. In my opinion, uh, it, it's you're, you're either leaning or sitting in a different position than what you're used to. And you might feel a little sore or anything else. Give it a little time uh, and, and work on little kinks that will help with that. And uh, I, I think for most people, it'll be a, a really good thing. I love it. Adrian, man, I appreciate you coming on and taking the time to talk to us this afternoon. You brought some good stuff. And um, I'm looking into the saddle. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I just, like I said earlier, though, I need to put my hands on it. I need to touch it. I need to feel it and sit in it. And, and go from there. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Thanks for coming on this afternoon. Can't wait to see what. Uh, well, what you... it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Adrian. No, I was just going to answer him. I was going to say it's a pleasure, and uh, I'd be happy to. I, I, I like to make it down to the ATL area every now and again. I got some friends down here. I'd love to uh, stop by and see you guys and, and bring some stuff and. Uh, whether whether we're fishing or whatever we're doing, I can I can be happy to show you. And uh, you know, anytime if I can be of service or help in any way, reach out. My door's open. Well, again, we're at booth eighteen forty one at the NWTF. Swing on by there and talk to us up there. You know, I just thought of something, yep, Adrian. Yep, yep. We're, we're we're this may be something that we can talk more offline about. But this this summer we'll be having our second annual bow shoot, um, and it's going to be a lot bigger than it was this past year. We had what 20, 25 guys show up to it mm-hmm. and we're probably we're probably going to have close to 50 at this next one and maybe an opportunity for for you and Tether to come down and kind of maybe do a demonstration with some saddles and stuff as the summer progresses into fall and set up maybe show some guys. It may be something yeah. we we talk with you about. Yeah, I I'd, I'd love to. Let's uh let's talk some more about that and look at some dates and uh uh yeah, I mean Guys, I'm telling you, we all have a passion for hunting, and uh, you know how guys get when they start talking about the hunting stuff. And uh, I can sit around and, and do this all night. So, uh, I, and plus, just my nature is 
if I have a passion about something and I feel like it's helping me out and I, I like to help others in any way I can. So I'm more than, more than happy to try to do that for anybody. So, uh, uh, the only request I have is, uh, um, my, uh, I get to shoot a little bit closer if I go to some archery event than you guys do, just because I need, I need the extra help. So, but don't hold that against me. <laughs> we'll have a, we'll have a, a special pin up front for, uh, for the, Guys that that need a little it's bit of like assistance, that. I'm going to shoot from that pen too. So just just so you know, <laughs> I want like I don't want it to be like a special treatment, but I want to shoot from like the ladies' teeth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it. Well, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely talk more on that. I think that would be a that'd be a great thing for us to try to line up for something for sure. But you know, like I said, Adrian, uh, as we're winding this thing up here and it's coming down to the final spit of the night. It's an interesting topic that saddle hunting has brought to the table for anyone out there that's gotten into it, that's thinking about getting into it, and it's a very convoluted and confusing market. Tethered has done an amazing job at providing information that's accurate to anyone out there that wants to know, and it's built by hunters. So anyone that's looking to get into the saddle game, make sure you go over to tethered.com, check out all the information that they have on their website, and you can also go over to their YouTube page and see any of the DIY videos that they provide because they are doing it differently than anyone else out there, and we can't wait to see what the future holds for them. And maybe we see Nick in a uh, tethered saddle this fall. You might, brother. Yep. Hey, yep. hey just, just one correction, tetherednation.com, tethernation. I knew I was going to screw that up. I looked it up. I've been sitting here looking at it on my phone all night. So tetherednation.com. If you you Google the name, they'll figure it out. Um, Adrian, thanks again, man. Georgia boys. I I, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but all right. We, we, we'd, we'd we'd screw up an animal with a loaf of bread if it got, if it got too close to us. (laughs) Guys, it's been a pleasure. Yes, sir. And I'll be in touch with you very soon. Sounds good. All right. For everybody here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to remind you to smile as you go and don't forget, mount the memories.